0: You're listening to Your Rivers Are Wrong, the podcast. My name is Merle. I'm here with my good friend Dante, and we're here to build worlds and tell their stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Hey, you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you in particular. I thought you looked familiar. Grab a seat and relax. Welcome back to the Your Rivers Are Wrong podcast. My name's Dante. I'm one of your hosts for today.
0: And I'm the other one. And my name is Merle. And I'm also here. We're still doing it.
1: (laughs) And you're also here. We're also Uh here.
0: (laughs) This is our tagline. Let's go.
1: I'm also here. (laughs) I'll put that on a mug somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you already know this, but if you don't, on this podcast, we talk about world building and storytelling, uh, the combination of the two and how it ties into all the media we've consumed over the course of our lives and how we can write better stories. Now, we preface today, um, right before we started the podcast, that um, our lives are a bit chaotic right now. Is that true?
0: Mm-hmm. That is the truth. Yes.
1: All right, and we decided to save that conversation for um, for this <laughs> podcast. So, uh, how you been? How's how's your life been? Your week been?
0: Well, <laughs> I have this thing where I sometimes, for no particular reason, just don't sleep at all in a night, and I just keep sitting like on my couch. <laughs> And I don't know what I'm doing, but I just keep doing it until it's the morning. (laughs) And that's not the way you should do things. Because then, you know, one day later, you're still good. Two days later, things are getting rough. You know, three days later, you're very confused about like everything and constantly behind. So that's where I'm at now. Every now and then this happens. And I know this about my the way I do things. (laughs) So I'll get out of it, but I'm not out of it today.
1: This is a deeply relatable headspace. Um oh, I have not, nice. <laughs> I have not gotten good sleep since. Gosh, is ah, it it's Sunday? What day is it today? Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> we forgot the days. <laughs> <we've>, <laughs> it's Tuesday,
1: right? It's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. you guys will hear this Friday, but we record on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have been working on a video for YouTube that I was supposed to put out on Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, But the number one problem for every video editor has occurred to me. My program keeps glitching. Keeps running into problems and errors and pauses. And I can't edit more than like 30 seconds before the program just full on gives up on me. Oh, that's awful. that... That six-hour workload has moved to two days, then three days, then mm. four days. And it's like, okay, so how much sleep do I lose for this? Oh, no. And then it's pushing everything back just a little bit. And then, like, I can't go to sleep confidently because I'm like, oh, I should be working on the video right now. Uh-huh. You know, I should yep. be, like, catching up. So, <laughs> so my uh, sleep is yeah, trash. Yeah, you're
0: like, you're, like, eternally guilty. Guilty for not mm-hmm. editing. <laughs> oh. Yeah,
1: literally yesterday, I, I was going to sleep and then I woke up at 3:30 I'm like I should be editing right now.
2: Oh.
0: But I
1: can't. I can't. I don't I'm not oh, looking no. forward to it. So let me do so let me be productive. So I cleaned my room for 2 hours until 5:30 <laughs> a.m. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's been where I'm at. Um mm-hmm. it's Yeah. Been, no, it's I been feel a trial. It,
0: Yeah. Do you feel like it's worth losing sleep over or is it just sort of how it's going now? <laughs>
1: it's it's kind of like a that's not—I don't know the phrase. It's like a cycle, a self-fulfilling prophecy. I can't get sleep because I need to finish editing, but I can't finish <laughs> editing because I need sleep. Oh uh, so, yeah. I so I choose one or the other, and I don't get like a fulfilling amount of either. So <laughs> my work is very much delayed.
0: Oh yeah, that sucks, man. But yeah. do you have a lot of free free time during the week? Cause you're you're working like pretty full time now.
1: Yeah, I full time and my commute is mm. kind of long, so I don't really have too many free hours during the day. It's like it's like three hours right. at night and two hours in the morning is yeah, my yeah, free yeah. time. So mm. I divvy that up as I need to. But yeah, it's been a little hectic. Um, sent a friend off to um, he's gonna he's moving upstate, so this oh. weekend we spent a lot of time with him, which was nice.
0: Oh, that's nice. So yeah,
1: yeah. On Sunday was it Sunday? Saturday. it was saturday On saturday i got to co-commentate on someone else's live stream Ooh. uh for, it was for a, like a D thing and that's fun basically they had like a mock tournament of all the highest and sh- like the high cr strongest monsters in the game and they were pit like one-on-one and we oh. had to like guess who was going to come out on top and we watched oh that's one, cool okay unfolded. okay yeah uh i'm happy to say i guessed four out of four right in nice. terms of results which is amazing you know pat on my back
0: fulfilling but- yes Yeah. This was a YouTube thing?
1: Yeah. It's videos on YouTube somewhere.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. that's awesome.
1: How about you? What have you been busy with?
0: Mm, Well, the way my work is, like, I work at a local literature festival here, right? Yes. And how that works is that sometimes you have a lot of workload and sometimes it's just super chill. Like, there's Mm -hmm. just, you know, just events have passed and then it's just, you know, you're in low energy mode, I guess. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Got it. Got it.
0: Which is fine. You know, that's just the way that work works. So now things have been picking up, <laughs> which means that I'm getting like increasingly more busy, which is also nice because it feels like you're productive, right? Of course. But then I also said yes to doing like a sort of book design thing for like as a freelance thing, which is nice, but has mm-hmm. to be finished in two weeks, which is ridiculous because you can't design a book in two weeks, but yes, here I am, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things where people have to like give you material. It's a sort of, um, how do you say that? Like a... Not a birthday. What's, what's the word for that? Like a 10-year cel- like anniversary. There we go.
1: Anniversary.
0: Yeah, for somebody. So people are sending me material, which always is Ooh. fun. Uh, because then you have to be like the organize, organizer gotta, like, and down. also the designer of it, which is mm. like a double job. So that's been fun. And I've bought an iPad. Let's go. For a drawing tablet idea, because I used to have like one without a screen for like 100 euros or something, which was good, but wasn't at all nice for like in a workflow
1: yeah that's great so um, i've been you had, drawing like, on... with
0: it yeah 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 i did yeah and it's awesome. so satisfying oh my god i was thinking about this and then my roommate bought also a drawing tablet not a, not an ipad but a drawing tablet with a screen and i was like i should really stop like mulling this over <laughs> and just do it because then i just can't get to work you know <laughs> so i've been drawing on the couch and stuff which is so chill instead of like having to sit at your desk all the time so mm-hmm. some good mm-hmm. some bad some uh, some busies And since my schedule is, like, completely fucked now, I realized that because I have, like, Zoom meetings for work and stuff, like, for example, this morning at 10 o'clock, which is, like, two hours before we started recording, Mm -hmm. I had a Zoom meeting about this book that I'm doing. I was, like, barely out of bed, and I was like, okay, I gotta, this is, I gotta, I gotta be there, gotta be there, okay, gotta, gotta wake up, (laughs) you know, so the the Zoom meetings keep me in the world, I guess, (laughs) but, um, yeah, just gotta, you know. Sleep well and build up some energy here. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, you know, we're we're working on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I I I'm every day playing the game of chicken like how long can I stay up
0: uh-huh. before
1: risking <laughs> like waking up too late for work, you know? Fair. Yeah. And then <laughs> then yep. you got to be like, "But I could go to sleep now." Mm. But then I risk sleeping too long yeah, and yeah, not yeah. getting anything done. So that <laughs> whole like <laughs> like 50 50 risk every night i go to sleep i'm like taking a chance to gamble <laughs> uh-huh, um, yep gosh. i also
0: feel like whenever because i work from home like two days and then one day i go to the office for work mm-hmm. yeah so the days that i work from home i usually have a zoom meeting around 11 o'clock which means that if i'm very late or if i'm super behind on you know morning routine i guess mm-hmm. i just like wake up 10 minutes before and i'm like Dang, fuck. Okay, hold on. I'll, I'll I'll do like minimal effort, maximum result. Let's go. Like, <laughs> but then the problem with that is that I would love to start at like nine or eight thirty, but I just can't mm. do it if I have like a super shitty schedule, right? So I just keep yeah. sort of postponing, and then that means that I have to. I can be flexible about hours, so I don't feel like super guilty about it, right? But that means that if I start at eleven, I have to like work two hours past, and then my whole sort of rhythm shifts because then that means I have dinner later you know and then i chill later and then it just keeps going and going it's very tricky Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 a balance
1: yeah i've realized there's a whole lot of things i can't do like reliably if i don't have sleep
0: (laughs) you know sleep's important i figure yeah it is
1: (laughs) it is you know i think they figured that out like millennia ago
0: (laughs) (laughs) i keep forgetting it and then i don't sleep and then i have like a complete shit week and i'm like oh right yeah that was the thing.
1: We keep making the same mistakes yeah we never learn anyway yeah. we have a podcast to do let's <laughs> let's, let's do uh let's get into it efficiency um, so is <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> keep going. no you are good you we're good um <laughs> i'm sure anyone listening knows that we're both kind of delirious just a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so this i said, um yeah well t- i'll take it easy on us today um mm-hmm, we've been mm-hmm. delving into pretty heavy like pretty deep topics lately true, so true. my topic today is kind of going back to our roots and starting with um, the, fun- the fundamentals of world building. So today okay. I wanted to pick out something in particular that is kind of the very literally the landmark of world building. I want to talk about mountains, um, ah. mountains in every sense of the term, topological, nice. metaphorical, physical, um, <laughs> emotional <laughs> elicitations, uh, whatever accurate, a mountain yeah. might provide. Now, um, I'm going to toss this to you very briefly. You're like a full on cartographer of fantasy like maps and stuff. You have way more experience than ninety nine percent of the world. Guess um, so. Yeah, sure. Why do you put mountains on maps? Is there like a specific reason? Is it asked for? Like, what does it usually do for a map?
0: Um. Well, you yeah, you can look at that from two ways. Like, either why should you put mountains on a map, or why are mountains part of cartography? Right. Mm-hmm. Or why do people, you know, ask me to make them? Because usually, I have to say, it's quite literal what I do, right? Like, of course, I make the nice design for it and stuff, but people often know where they want their mountains, and I just draw them where they want. There's not a lot of sort of creative input from my side of that, except for, you know, the visuals of it, of course, which sure. is fine. Um, but usually, I guess what what is noticeable for me is that there's not a lot of, like, loose feeling mountains often it's like a big range or something that's in the way of a trade route or it has a Mm. function either it's sort of shielding one side of the country so sort of um kind of like i guess rocky mountains style where you have sort of the edge of a country that's like super high altitudes and stuff or it's more that they are interested in the the valley part so the cliff uh no what's that called not cliffs but how do you call that when you have like a big not a valley but like like a tear in the <laughs> i don't know words how do you say this when you have like a what are you looking for like hold on i'll, I'll translate it <laughs> i can't stand it this is so annoying okay hold oh,
1: on. So, okay so you know the word in like dutch you can I think
0: so wait hold on is this <laughs> I'm cliff to figure- no because oh. cliff is on the edge of a country no what cliff? what is it's like to be a. Anywhere. oh close wait to be. i know the word hold on to english <laughs> oh gap they say no chasm Ravine, Chasm. I guess. Something like that. Chasm
1: ravine, yeah. there you go. Okay.
0: <laughs> Canyon,
1: maybe? Canyon, I mean, yeah, I options. guess so.
0: Okay. Well, one of those. I guess ravine. <laughs> we'll go with ravine. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people are interested in either the fact that it's like a super high mountain or the fact that it results in deep valleys or mm-hmm. ravines of sorts, right? The high difference is the interesting part of it, usually. Yes. So it's either that, so you have a big sort of range of mountains, um, or a big area that's filled with mountains, right? Similar to forests. Like, not a lot of people just have a few tiny forests. It's either a very big, spooky, interesting forest, or Mm -hmm. it's no forest Mm -hmm. at all, right? It's kind of similar. Sometimes they have, like, more, if we're talking about landmarks, you know, more either a super unique-looking structure, or a unique-looking mountain, or a very famous mountain, and then it can be Mm. just one of them, right? Or a very famous tree, you know, sun tree or the tree from Avatar, mm-hmm. right, the, the big one, then it becomes a landmark in itself. So then it can be a single one. Yeah. So it depends a little bit. Yeah. And for myself, I usually do the same thing too, I would say. Like, if I want to have mountains somewhere or a specific sort of interesting element on a map, it's usually a big range or something blocking the way, like geographically, that causes sort of interesting conflicts or problems around borders of countries or around, you know, streets or the way that That roads work right yeah so i guess i usually go with that
1: yeah like when we look at like realistic real world like topological maps um the mountains are are there obviously they're they're significantly like where the tectonic plates um collide and form these structures that rise very tall but when you look towards like fantasy maps or any sort of fictional um fictional maps mountains are almost always intentional um there is there are very specific purposes to mountains in literature um very specifically because they're impossible to miss you look at any landscape any like skyline any horizon the mountains are going to be important as a dignifier of a location somewhere to be Mm -hmm. um the lord of the rings is literally a journey to um mountain of mordor i don't know my lord of the rings very well but it's a very (laughs) long trip towards a mountain that's very important yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) Good summary. And so many <laughs> uh and so many stories are are built around this physical monumental challenge, like impossibly high, something's at the top, very mm. important. It's a physical task, a mental task, it's an emotional task. It's truly a culmination of a character pushing themselves to the limit um yeah. to face this obstacle. A, a mountain is something that everybody understands, everybody recognizes. Um, It very rarely needs explanation why the mountain is important, but it's often a place used to house um, places of legend, people of fable, um, a villain's lair. Mm. Uh, My favorite is um, Chekhov's volcano. Um, It's a literary term, which means that if there's a volcano in the story... It's going to erupt. Um,
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's no other (laughs) reason
1: to have the volcano there if it Mm -hmm. never erupts. Fair enough. Yep. It just seems to be a kind of meeting place for the characters to receive a challenge. Um, Mm. Have you ever utilized any mountains in your stories before? Because I have on uh, (laughs) multiple occasions um, had to rely on them to kind of tell a
2: story.
0: Nice. Mm, Let me think. I think so. Not specifically like one, you know, ultimate challenge mountain. I definitely did Chekhov's Volcanoes. Guilty of that Mm -hmm. one. I had like a mountain range that sort of splits countries or how do I say that?
1: Civilizations?
0: Yeah. I had a sort of mountain range that split like continents into two. So it would be one big sort of plain of land. But then there was one big mountain range kind of in the middle of it. It was sort of untraversable like it was really sort of rough terrain i guess and also because of that difficulty there were wasn't a lot of back and forthing between it Mm -hmm. and then there was one place like on like the most difficultly traversable (laughs) part of this mountain (laughs) range i don't know where is anymore there was like one part that had like a sort of tiny lake with an island in it and then a few of my characters grew up there and had no idea about the rest of the world gotcha so that was a sort of interesting play on like living remotely i guess and sort of perspective if you look from one side this is just a wall of mountain that you Mm -hmm. the world ends there for characters that just live on one of either one of the planes versus if you live right in the middle of it on this tiny island with just your mom and your sibling then that's all there is and because you can't go anywhere else or because the other way around is you know hard to get to yeah yeah it's irrelevant and the world ends where where the mountain range ends, I guess. Which is interesting. And I guess a lot of times it's also about perspective for me because it also blocks things or it becomes difficult terrain. And I think that's the most interesting aspect for me as well. And I think I played also with that the most whenever I use mountains.
1: Yeah, the fact that mountain ranges are like natural borders are something we take from real life, of course. Yeah. Um, But heavily heavily used in literature. Like all right, the dragon prince, the... Mm. Uh between the human kingdoms to the west and the elven kingdoms to the east, it's a huge mountain range uh that divides them um with a river of lava splitting them. So like the, yeah. there's obvious reasons why these <laughs> two communities would live entirely apart. Mm-hmm. Um I remember there was a season of the anime sword art online where there was a community that knew nothing of the outside world because it was a large mountain range to kind of uh close them in, in like a circular like a circular right. yeah, uh, valley. Um, but once they got to the other side, like traversed like a day or two through the mountain caverns, um, they realized that the other side of the world was like heavily destroyed and highly mm. technological. And it's just like, oh, they're like way. <laughs> the, oh, we're just the chilling here. There's more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very <laughs> right. like their their home was very utopian, but once they stepped out of it, they're like, wait, there's the greater world is is a
0: mess. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't that also a bit like like Maze Runner plot? Or is it something else? Maybe I missed. Yeah, remember. Maze
1: Runner or what? They were surrounded by like just a long kind of, maze right? that kept them yeah, sort from, of. yeah, that's dystopian world, greater world. Mm-hmm. Very similar.
0: So how do you use mountains then? You have examples, right? Because I'm quite curious. Yeah.
1: Well, my campaign that is very loosely based on Avatar and the Four Elements mm-hmm. um, started on a mountain um, where they all kind of, they met from four corners of the world on this Mountain to get to the top, and at the top you get to meet the gods and accept your elemental blessing. Mm. So their first um, journey as as co adventurers was to traverse this mountain. That's like so, cool. it was like physical checks to climb the cliffside. It was like uh, right, like navigation, survival, finding places to rest, finding things to eat. It was just a very uh, easy introduction into adventuring in general. And then when they get to the top, they're like, "Hey, here's the plot." <laughs> 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 um it uh-huh. just kind of drops on once they get Check to the top they're like well yeah. this is the world they get they get their blessings and then the world is changed forever as an invader comes in and removes everybody else with a blessing as so they remain to be the only ones who hold the blessings of
0: the gods That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and of course like, a great sort of scene of Mount course of the things falling backdrop for drama and cool plots of course. Yeah.
1: Earthquakes, rocks falling mm-hmm. they got to hurry down to the bottom as quick Amazing. as possible. Yeah all those things um and yeah well well before i started watching dragon prince i also had my own the first ever fantasy setting i made and just like many before me uh uh, tried and trued i split the human and elven kingdoms with a mountain range yeah Uh, (laughs) which is as you do very very reliable very reliable (laughs) um and of course like well i've used the checkoff volcano before um i usually just put a real big bad inside of it and i'm like they live here (laughs) you want to mess with them you got to mess with the volcano too you know Mm. very very simple reliable i mean
0: i like it though yeah yeah i think i only did a volcano once it wasn't really a setting but more of a short sort of fairy tale kind of story Mm -hmm. there would just be like a sort of how do you say that like a folk tale like whispers in the in the community Mm. about one boy that would that would have traversed this volcano and disappeared forever, or they said (laughs) they've either fallen into it or they've sort of Mm. got hurt along the way and and they're just stuck there, you know, it's kind of a ghost thing. And then one of the main characters sees someone flying in the air and then is almost obligated mentally to follow that Mm. person or thing. And then they end up going all the way to this volcano and then peering into the top and then it's just sort of a skyscraper skyscape i should say so it's not a volcano yeah it's not a volcano at all and then it's sort of a loophole and then they fall into it at the end of the story like a new character sees the main character sort of fly in the air and then the same thing happens
2: yeah
1: i think what from the ancient days when we look towards these crazy mile high structures there's a little bit of a divinity attached to it you know it's kind Mm. of like very tower of babel like yeah. Go as high as you can go to get closer to the gods, sort of. For thing, sure, you know. Yeah, uh, a supernatural feat attached to just getting to the top and finding out what's there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's um, there's so many more examples. I feel like you can go on and on. And every <laughs> every story has some sort of. If it's a fantasy setting, check the map. There's absolutely a mountain. There are, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe. I can't be convinced that there's a map out there that a fantasy map out there that doesn't include at least one mountain and if it does that mountain is important um (laughs) it's simply a a fantastic place to challenge the characters physically mentally emotionally Hmm. um and just house something very important um because there has been some this sort of legend and mythos attached to the highest tallest natural landmarks
0: yeah 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 for sure and it's also nice how people sort of in the real world too, I guess, want to sort of emulate that feeling, right? By building yeah. skyscrapers or the, the Aztec kind of temples and, and like super high stairs and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because it evokes sort of the similar feel of mystique and sort of imposing, you know, strength and stuff.
1: Yeah. And of course, like a natural hierarchy, like the taller you're building, yeah. the more important you are. guess you know? so, yeah. Yeah, which is why villains always put their houses there.
2: <laughs> or deeply, and know. we haven't
1: and we haven't even talked about like all the caverns within, like uh dragons with hordes mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. mountains full of orcs. Like the like, there's a whole segment of the Hobbit. Is it the Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings? Gosh, I don't remember. Uh, where they're just tumbling down the mountain, like going down the river, oh, uh, right. and it's like a twenty minute long sequence of them just <laughs> going all the way back <laughs> down uh, and trying to escape danger. Going down nice. the mountain is also a full difficult task that's and a usually a, lot faster. Level, yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> usually a lot faster. Yeah, I mean, faster. if you do it wrong, um, you're you can be like super fast about it, <laughs> but you'd probably <laughs> die. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Terror, treachery, mystique, mythos, all <laughs> things that you should attach to any mountain to attach or add to your setting. Um, mm. That's honestly all I had to say about it. I know that feels a little bit short compared to topics we've covered lately, but. Um, you know,
0: no, that, that's fine.
1: If we're going to talk about, like, map making, world building, all that, you gotta talk about the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You for
0: sure. For sure.
1: Eventually, we're going to get to rivers, but we're kind of saving that for a special day. I this suppose. will be
0: like the forever <laughs> episode. Like, once in the future, we will actually talk about the river.
1: Yeah, but it is not today. No. Nope. Um, unless that is your next topic.
0: It is not. We Okay, okay. <laughs> How oh, interesting! it be if it actually was. Rip. A <laughs> <No. laughs>
1: uh, perfect segue into your perfect topic today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I also have, I think, a little bit of a smaller topic today. Sure. I think we needed a breather, <laughs> perhaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just want to talk a little bit to you about the sort of very real problem that is last-minute prep, <laughs> <laughs> or not being prepared and How sort topical. of having to wing it. It's very topical. Love yes. It, love which it. is why I thought about it. <laughs> But I think it's interesting also to talk about it, you know, jokes aside, because it happens. And it's of course also a problem that literally everyone, at least every dungeon master and very much myself mm. also, have had. There's days where you're just not prepared or you, you know, you don't sleep like we talked about. <laughs> like we do. <laughs> or there's, you know, something changed or your players are going in a t- complete different direction or I don't know, you're just not feeling it or your improv is not really going anywhere. Mm. Those are days and then you're still running a game. So just to start off with a question, like, I'm just wondering how you feel about that and if you have sort of ways to deal with it or if you try to prepare for those days or yeah.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, that's on my mind every week, <laughs> every week, <laughs> hey. um, as I run like minimum one maximum, like three sessions a week. I play a lot of D&D, nose um, goes to show. Um...
0: <laughs> Guess you love it then.
1: I do, I do. It is it? Um, truly uh, the. <laughs> it's taken up the most of my time, but it is like the a, a leisure activity. So it's a little yeah, bit of a sure catch twenty two. I use it to relax, and it also stresses me out. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, when you're uh, when you want to be a dungeon master for a game, you want to plan your next D anD D session. Um, you'll quickly learn that you do not have time to prep everything. The whole mm-hmm. premise of D is that it's collaborative improv right so there's yeah. no way to plan for what your players will bring to the table they will have their own ideas their own spins their own takes and they'll do things that you cannot prep for that's just the fact of the matter and the sooner you accept that the sooner you um, start to optimize your workload there's a benchmark i believe it was set by matt mercer he um he explained, like, people asking, like, how much time do you spend on D&D prepping a session? And he's like, before I started running, like, Critical Role as, like, a serious show, mm-hmm. um, a good benchmark for me was one hour of prep for one hour of session. So if you're planning your session to be three hours long, set aside three hours to mm. plan it through, which I use as a benchmark to, to reasonably assume, like, how much time I need to set up for something. Okay, so yeah. I'll I'll section some like 30 minutes, some days, like an hour, some days, and just make sure I have time. I give myself time to prep when I need to. Uh, so when I don't have that time, <laughs> um, first things first, I tell my players, I'm like, hey, it's been a busy week. I wish I could have prepped this as much as I wanted to, but I wasn't able to. So mm. I do have a hard stop to the things that I have prepared. So we can play up till that point basically. Sure. And okay. usually my yeah. players are very understanding. They're like, "Yeah, we get it. Of course you're busy." Um mm. that is perfectly fine. And they'll usually stretch it with their own like personal conversations, some real... so um, transparency. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, transparency with your with your friends and the people you're playing with that like sometimes you just can't. And mm. it it's truly a luxury for us as friends to be able to meet up week to week and just have this time together. So like that's true. Know, yeah. If your DM says that they haven't had time to prep, totally understandable. That's something that happens all the time you know
0: that's quite interesting because i don't think yeah i think i prefer to not really talk about it that much unless it's really a thing where i'm just like i have literally nothing for now or Mm -hmm. i don't know how to even start it that would be i guess different but yeah the thing that you were saying like usually players already sort of figure it out or are distracted by other things anyway so (laughs) i realized ever since i started running a campaign like more long term which is still like every once in a two weeks or something. So it's a bit less intense than than your schedule. But um, I've realized that whenever I don't have time to prep, you know, I'm not really feeling it or something. The session is usually just sort of a bit of fucking around. Mm. Or a lot of times it's, I've realized that I sort of make the traveling to a place longer. So I use more checks or they're noticing things along the way or something, or I just let them have more sort of in-between character talk and stuff. So. It's a lot of filler, but it's also kind of fine. So I realize that if I don't really say, you know, I'm not feeling it or I'm not prepared uh, the way I wanted to, mm-hmm. it still kind of works. And it's also kind of interesting how then I prefer, I guess, to not lift the veil too much. If that makes sense. It's fair. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. Um, that is that is totally something that it you you deserve to have, like the right to um not inform your players about like. Or like what's going on behind the scenes um, helps mm. keep up the mystique and the immersion of the campaign. But there will be times for me where I go to the players and I'm like, hey, this is the scenario. This is where we ended the last session. What do you plan to do next? So I can prep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's always like, a good one. <laughs> Sometimes there's like three options on the table, and I truly don't have time to prep all three options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they could spend like two, three days talking out a character to say, "Hey, this is what we want to do. This is, I think, what we've decided on." So like, I can properly flesh that out way yeah. more than the other two options. Makes and sense. Even if yeah. they change their mind, you know, like I'll still have something that I can go off of.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I've realized this as a DM, um, and I've taken it into consideration and like really thought it through as a player. But it comes down to like respecting each other's time, you know? Hmm. Uh, a DM quite often puts in double the amount of hours to make a session happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so like yeah, for sure. if you're playing for 4 hours, you have to consider that that person is also putting in 4 hours uh close to 4 hours uh, throughout their week that you might not have to consider as a player. Mm-hmm. Um so helping them facilitate that, helping them like keep uh <laughs> keep their workload to a minimum is often the best thing you can do as a player for somebody who quite doesn't have time to prep multiple sessions. Mm-hmm. I find myself yeah. running into that a lot and it does <laughs> get tiring. And I, sometimes I do get frustrated, but at the end of the day, I have to remind myself I'm playing this for fun, right? I'm, I have sure, to enjoy yeah. the process. Uh-huh. And, and if I don't, then I'd stop doing it. Right. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so that's something to keep in mind. Gosh, don't stress yourself out too much. It's a game, <laughs> no, it's a game with your friends. Very fair. Yeah. It's it just, it's a glorified hangout. Where you guys spend time with each other. (laughs) I like like, that
0: word, yeah.
1: Don't kill yourself. (laughs) Don't kill (laughs) yourself. Uh, Especially in that. But in further reaches, right, uh, where the topic is like not having enough time, do you want to extend it to like things outside of D&D? Do you have things in mind where this kind of um, reaches into, like personal projects and all that?
0: Mm, A little bit, but right before that, I just wondered, since we're talking about it now anyway. Because what I l- like to do, but I think that's also different because I don't, I have like less of a busy D&D schedule, like every two weeks, sure. of course, less, a less amount mm-hmm. than what you're doing. But I also found myself really preferring just to do like one or two days every, you know, month or something where I just hardcore prep and just sort of mm. lay out a lot of shit um, and do a lot of work. I realized that I can sort of lean on that for quite a lot of sessions until sort of an arc is complete or something so i also realized that i've i have to do it in bursts to make it work but the way you just talked about it also sounds like you have a sort of weekly thing going on do you also run into preferring to plan more or just do you sort of prep for every three sessions or is it super varied because they just do different things all the time or how does does that go for you
1: well this is not a solution (laughs) this is not a solution just let me that disclaimer here <laughs> sure. um but for me because i play a lot of dnd i always think about dnd so, so it's like during <laughs> okay. my commute uh-huh. while i'm working while i'm eating lunch <laughs> i will constantly think about dnd and like mm-hmm. where i can take the campaign and what stories right. like, i'm looking forward to telling so when i do sit down i have like this this bundle of ideas just ready to be written down on paper. Oh, that's good. That's good. So like I open up my notion, I put a blank page. I don't even title it. I'm just like session for this yeah. date. <laughs> and I just like dump all everything I think of. Mm. And then once I, it's on the page, I'm just like, okay, let's make this make sense. Mm. Um sure. also very often right after a session, when I've wrapped it up and I'm done and everybody's gone off to bed, um, I'm like I write down everything that I have established in that session. And because I have still have like the high of running the adventure, mm-hmm. I can keep going. Like I have the energy and the motivation to just like continue on. So like what happens next? What are they going to run into next? Ah, like, okay. Yeah. That is a perfect time for me where oh, I have both the energy and the motivation and the ideas to keep going. So if that's like, like right after, after week, a game?
2: Yeah. Right after the game. Oh, and cool. Because if, like,
1: if you're like in the middle of the week and you only have an hour, it's like, oh, I don't want to like start thinking about this right mm. now. Yeah. Have you have things to, like to get do. into it. Yeah. Like usually my sessions end pretty late at night. So, hmm. like, it's like the hour before I go to sleep, I just write out what I want to do next. Sure. Oh, that's so interesting, in because I'm it, you know?
0: always so drained after a game. I mean, I love it. It's super fun. Oh, Specifically yeah, if I have prepped well, you know, <laughs> or prepared mm-hmm. properly. I like to sort of keep a logbook of what they've been doing every session so that I can refer to it. Yes. So I just have a sort of mini, you know, Wikipedia going on in my, in my mm-hmm. notion <laughs> just about the previous sessions. And I struggle to, you know, even write that down after... Game, even though that's just yeah, like absolutely. six bullet points. So I'm super amazed that you have like that. You have like even a super high like that after a game. I just oh, it's I, it's I, not I an organized, like that, which is interesting. It's not
1: an organized or reliable process at all. It's not. <laughs> there uh-huh. are times when uh-huh. I will just pass out and I'll just be like, I'm done. But <laughs> fair, usually, when I wake fair. up in the morning, I'll still have a little bit of motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, this past weekend, I ran something on Sunday where I basically lore dumped my players with with the backstory (laughs) of themselves because i'm running like a parallel timeline sort of thing where uh, like they they this adventure has already happened and it failed um so it's happening again in a second it it is and it's a mess and i will never burn my hands on time
0: time travel but i applaud you for it don't
1: pull that card i saw nick (laughs) do it and i'm like i could do that and i can't do that (laughs) but i've been working for two years to do that and i think i've got it Um, Because literally like last night I finally like pulled the curtain And I was like this character that you're Meeting right now was you In a past life Uh, Who went through Hoops and leaps and Bounds to get this information To you in this life through Mm. all the Technology and all the memories that he's Gathered during his Lifetime and now it's yours Best of luck You know (laughs) So I literally just, Damn. I heavy lore dumped. And I just, uh-huh. uh, sure. <laughs> and like by the end of it, I recognize that, oh, this doesn't make sense to them because they haven't been thinking about it for the last six months.
0: <laughs> I have. Uh-huh. So, yep. So it's they, the they best way questions. to know, to, to just yeah. test if, you're, if your world building makes any sense to literally <laughs> throw it at players and be like, do you understand what I'm saying or no? Yeah,
1: I was using terms and acronyms that I established for myself. That oh, I have gotcha. never used for them. <laughs> um, so they, so like the character that this story heavily was invested in. Um, uh-huh. If you ever listen to this, um, he knows what I'm talking about. Um, he <laughs> asked questions for like an hour and a half of sure. just like trying to clarify what in the world this information meant. <laughs> so we went to sleep. Everybody was like, "Hey, um, uh, hey DM, do you do you mind like I think it'd be really cool if you guys just made if you made like a timeline of mm. what just got lore dumped on us?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I could do that." I could do that. I don't do you have any programs you recommend and they're like we have no idea and I'm like okay, I'll use Photoshop. So, <laughs> I spent the next hour Oh god. um photoshopping a timeline of their past not lives it. in two timelines um crisscrossing <laughs> where people like got married and had children and like had predecessors that mattered that played a part in <laughs> the story. Oh, Check that out. I, I can't went to wrap sleep. my
0: head around it and I'm not even doing it. Like
1: I went to sleep, woke up, sent it to them, went into Notion and then rewrote my lore dump so it would make sense (laughs) to me it's like 15 20 paragraphs and i'm like i can't believe i just lord i can't believe i talked about this in two hours and at the top of the session i was not ready to do that but it just kind of spilled Mm -hmm. out and like it was like kind of a creative like moment kind of happened (laughs) yeah yeah, sure yeah like i like where where the spider webs kind of pieced itself together as i was speaking (laughs) um and i i wrote it and i sent it i sat down and i'm like all right i'm proud of that that was pretty cool mm-hmm. um and then they and then like they're reading it and they're finally like understanding it now they have time to process it and they're like this is like oh everything kind of makes sense now uh the p the, the everything that we've like encountered and read yeah, like things in the, in the past in previous stuff, sessions right. are, ca- are starting to tie in and i'm like oh that's how cool, validating is that how satisfying. validating yeah i love is that, for that you. feeling and i'm just like oh, okay finally i can relax <laughs> and you guys know what i know so we can just Play this on even terms, and like, <laughs> let's go. You know, yeah. Um,
0: it's so funny how so often you know there's so much work behind the scenes that as a player you just don't see because it's not time yet. Mm-hmm. There's been so much just sitting in my notion, and it's so cool, <laughs> but no one will ever see it until they get there.
1: Yeah, and you say, and so you said like you like to keep kind of the players kind of in the dark and like not make not a make bit, it too yeah. obvious like what's I going like the on, mystery right? Of it, yeah. But the, the problem with that. Is that you sit on these secrets for months and oh, possibly yeah, years, right? And you just it just kind of <laughs> grumbles and you're like, It's oh, the worst thing about you.
0: this method. Yeah. But it
1: can't be now. I can't tell you now.
0: <laughs> I have so many like talks with either my brother or my roommate who plays in this campaign mm-hmm. where I'm like, dang, I made something really amazing yesterday, but you'll never see <laughs> it <laughs> until like months later. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Hate that for and, me. And, oh well.
1: And that's a, I hate that for you. <laughs> um, and that's the driving force of D, of DMs in D anD D that they watch their stories come to fruition and so watching their mm. players just realize all the hard work that's been put in
0: is yeah. so satisfying yeah 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 for sure for so sure satisfying takes a long breath huh yeah yeah but it is very satisfying
1: yeah I'm I'm quickly realizing why I didn't sleep on Sunday that's that's exactly why <laughs> okay cool <laughs> cool mm. some time traveling yep. on your own as well right sure yeah gosh. Yeah. Um, I so mean, yeah, I mean, I can um, really
0: get it though how it's like super <laughs> exhilarating to you know figure that shit out and make it work in your brain and also in your own prep notes and for the players. So it makes sense that you lose sleep over it because it sounds like a very exciting reveal that you just had there.
1: Yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. So, love it, love um, capping notes on this um, on this topic. Take care of yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you yes. Do, would If you're if you're writing a story, if you're um, working on a project and you just don't have the time or don't have the hours in the day if you're doing it for fun remember why it's fun mm. i think is important you know yeah 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 uh, for sure remind yourself like why you're doing it uh, and really value your hours value your, value your minutes and your time to, to you know handle it properly give it the due respect but also to treat yourself well you know get the right amount of sleep mm-hmm. yep. do not kill yourself for things that other people might never
0: recognize <laughs> you know yeah for sure And maybe a last thought on this as well. Of course. I have to say, sometimes it does lead to very good moments, because if you're not prepared, you really have to sort of go with the flow and take it wherever it's going. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that also is a very nice exercise. Not always a nice one in terms of, like, feeling prepared or not. But (laughs) it's also kind of the nature of the game a little bit, right? Like, improv is kind of a big part of it. So every now and then to just have, like, a completely, you know, let's just fucking go with whatever we're doing right here. Right. It's kind of refreshing, too. So I also kind of like that I am not always perfectly prepared. I mean, I would never be able to for the life of me. But, you know, in a way, it's also kind of nice to have those moments every now and then to sort of refresh yourself on, you know, how it works if you if there's not notes to read from, if you just sort of are being led on by whatever you have done before. It can work both ways, yeah. I should say. And also don't lose sleep over it. Yeah.
1: Sometimes lose sleep over it. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, like only but, sometimes. But not if you have like a really frequently. cool time travel travel moment, then okay, allowed. Not more than not more necessary. Not not. Yes, exactly. there you go. Yes, cool, cool, cool. Perfect. Okay.
1: <laughs> and yeah, I think that's a perfect segue into my prompt. Which sure. Oh, it's topical. Oh, so topical. <laughs> um, okay. you're gonna love this. I'm gonna need whatever energy you have at the moment for this. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. World building prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you're ready because. Um, because I, I, I have a personal request that I want to I be able to visualize this.
0: Damn. Okay. No pressure.
1: <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No. You can add whatever. I'm asking <laughs> for whatever energy you have. I'm not asking for a clean oh, story. Oh, okay. Prefer um, that. I'm just asking for Perfect. like whatever's on your mind. Okay, here we go. Are Let's you ready? Let's go. Yes. This is, this is for you. This is um, <laughs> the main character is late to school. They have five minutes to make a 10 minute
2: trip.
0: That's the prompt. That's the prompt? Okay. That's the prompt. <laughs> and that's it. It's the cutest prompt. My brain just instantly went like first episode of Sailor Moon where she just jumps out of bed and stuff.
1: I'm gonna I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna close my eyes. I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna visualize exactly what you say. Word for word. Okay. okay. I'm oh, totally God. tuned in.
0: Um okay.
1: Of course, no rush, take your time, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this requires like mental brain power here. Okay. This girl is, I think. Maybe like six years old. She's probably six years old. (laughs) You know, she has a comfortable home. She has like the cutest bedroom you've ever seen. Like there's plants everywhere. She has a lot of uh, guinea pigs and like there's an aquarium that she just looks into all the time and is like maybe a bit too fancy for her age. Like maybe her parents like it more than her. Hmm. So she wakes up, she shoots up. There's like the smell of like cooked, I don't know, pancakes or something wafting, wafting through her door, like from downstairs. And she doesn't realize that she's late. But as soon as she's downstairs, her mom is like, what are you doing? Why are you still here? I thought you already left. (laughs) This is probably like either a dream or something, because this is how my brain works today. So, you know, (laughs) there's no like parental (laughs) control here. Sure. Let's go for it. She has these super cool, like magnetic skates. This is this is sci-fi now. This is sci-fi now.
2: Sure, this sure. is a city
0: where all the sort of roads are super magnetic. So you can either, you know, have these cool sort of boots or you have a sort of car where you can sit in with multiple people. And it's just sort of a super fast magnet line of sorts that you can just travel with. So she has these mm-hmm. skates because she's tiny and she likes yeah. the look of it because she's, you know, she's an aesthetic girl like you she's are. she's six years old.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She's six <laughs> years old.
1: <laughs> an aesthetic girl like me. Thanks, I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This problem goes absolutely nowhere, but bear with me here.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Okay.
0: You know, she just takes a little bit of the food from on the table, puts it in her mouth, and keeps chewing. As soon as she, you know, she just puts her jacket on and sort of takes her stuff and almost forgets like half of her backpack that she always has (laughs) to wear and stuff. Then she runs out, connects to the to the magnet line, and then just zoofs out of there. Usually, this indeed takes ten minutes because. She loves this magnet line so much that she usually tries to, you know, do it a little bit longer or leave a little bit earlier or show off to the older people that are like right behind her. Because there's a lot of school people, like school kids, you know, taking the same line back and forth. So every now and then she would just skate backward for a little bit and be like, oh, yeah, I just casually do it like that. She she thinks she's very accomplished <laughs> like that. But now this time. This time she got five minutes and she need all the minutes <laughs> to get to school. She's just taking all the speed that she has in her tiny cute little body <laughs> and heads out of there. Almost knocks over like an older couple that's just sort of chilling halfway down this line in a sort of motor vehicle of sorts and is like, I'm so sorry, I just i oh and then she's already out of the way and she keeps going and going. At some point it looks like it's gonna rain, but it's not raining, and she's like, Yes, the universe is with me today. She skates and skates and skates for her life. Super out of breath. She sees the school in the distance. And then in the distance, the, you know, the clouds part a little bit and the sun is like cheering her on as she (laughs) finishes the last, you know, meters of this, you know, obstacle course at this point. She's sweating. (laughs) Her backpack is like thumping on her back from the movement all the time. And then she like, you know, usually you sort of slow down and then you like disconnect from the line and then walk further and then you take off your skates and then you can just walk into the building. Well, not this time. Mm -hmm. She just takes it like a ramp, literally floats (laughs) in this. You know, floats over all the necessary things that you usually should do to disconnect to this line and stands in front of the door just as the school bell is ringing. And she's like, yes, I made it. And she's super satisfied and sweaty for the rest of the day. And this is this is my entry.
1: <laughs> this is your entry.
0: Yep, that's all I got. This is how my grade yeah, was today.
1: No, I saw it. I saw it. I could hear the. Uh, the upbeat jazz in the background yeah Uh, exactly yeah did you see racing through did you
0: visualize the stickers on her skates they probably had like unicorns on them or something or fish maybe both
1: um i was still um kind of kind of stuck on the six-year-old doing sick tricks (laughs) in the street
0: yeah 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 (laughs) They, they are are especially sick because like She's not super good at it. She just loves skating. And there's, like, people that are way older than her that just do these cool tricks. And she's like, oh, I can just, if I just, you know, put on the most casual face, like, I do this all the time. And I just do, like, things that are super hard for me that are super basic mm. and for anyone else. Like, skating backwards for, like, one second. I will probably, like, have a pretty good impression on these folks. So, you know.
1: <laughs> uh, when, you, when you mentioned, like, the mom saying, why are you still here? I was ready for the mom to go into panic mode and, like, drive with the kid. But then when you sent the kid out with the skates, I'm like, oh, we're going that way.
2: Sure, that
0: works too. You know, I realized as I was saying that she woke up, I was like, wait, why are her parents, like, not waking her up? And I, it's it didn't work anymore. So, you know, the mom's an irresponsible mom. That's, you know, they exist.
1: Spoken in the canon.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> exactly.
1: Good one. I, I like that. I really, really like that. And I, I could see I don't know what I think every of that step one. of the way. Yeah. I was getting like heavy air gear vibes, heavy nice. like first episode of a slice of life anime. Pretty um, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagining the toast in their mouth, you know. The only running. thing
0: that was in my brain was that she was like chubby mm-hmm. and she loved fish and that there's like a magnet <laughs> reel, because I like magnet reels. That's all I got. I love how And it created oh. <laughs> this beautiful, beautiful mess.
1: Yeah, I'm visualizing yeah, you receiving the prompt and you just says chubby fish mean, it's basically it.
0: sailor moon but like tiny and with a magnet reel because those are cool amazing all right well i did um, it
1: it looks like that's and you did uh, it looks like that's all the time we have today yeah. um uh, thank you for tuning in as we desperately try to piece our lives back together um <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, uh, and tackle
1: it. the rest of the week with the tasks we have in front of us uh, yeah. wherever you're going right now whether you're commuting to work or sitting down at a desk, I hope you get everything you need done I hope your time is well managed and your sleep is long and lengthy yes. um, and, and as you're listening to this podcast, I hope you uh, you know take another chance to think about uh, or consider world building and storytelling for yourself mm-hmm. uh, but as you do always remember your rivers are wrong
0: yes, they are
1: you have a wonderful week
0: <laughs> bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of your rivers are wrong if you have any questions comments or ideas for future episodes that you'd like to hear us cover, feel free to contact us at your rivers are wrong at gmail.com our intro and outro music is written by martin Schelikens. thanks for that And again, thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you at the next one.